gosh. What the H, you double hockey what sticks? What the H? What the H? What the H and the F is going on here? In the F, wow. Yeah, I did fucking both. That's right. If you can imagine. It's on after a Sunday. On a Sunday Mom's morning. Mom's not home. Yeah. We're saying F. The, it's the Lord's Day and we're saying the F-bomb. What did I recently... Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I mean, I just find it... Like, sometimes... Obviously, I swear. You guys listen to this podcast. You know that I use curse words. <laughs> I swear. Yes, you use curse words. Um, but sometimes, like, even when I am serving someone and they say a curse word, I I, mm-hmm. I still kind of, like, start a little bit. And because I'm mm-hmm. like, you're swearing at me. But then I'm like, no, you're not. Like, they'll be like, oh, this is really fucking good. Or, like, whatever. And oh, yeah. I um, went to one of those theaters in New York where you can, like, order food and drinks to your oh a movie theater a movie theater yeah 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 like nighthawk <laughs> yeah yeah it was the Nighthawk. theater yeah, it was okay. nighthawk um but i don't know i was just trying to be sensitive to our non-new york listeners um and i don't change the culture of this podcast because i'm not in new york anymore kelly okay just Howdy. say fucking nighthawk and they can google it <laughs> google it um <laughs> i was at nighthawk and i was like um i was like oh i don't know what i want um and i said some like something to the server along the lines of like sorry i don't know what the fuck i want or like something like that but i said fuck and then i got so embarrassed and that i think i like made her feel like she was like because i don't think she realized why i was embarrassed and she was like yeah. i can come back and i was like because I, I literally got a bowl of popcorn and a bottle of sparkling water yeah, and, and a, then i was yeah. like blushing and she was like this woman has problems <laughs> It's probably like when you say it out loud, you realize it sounds more intense than you meant it to sound. Is that? Yes. And I think especially coupled with that particular order, um, which is like just a classic movie theater treat. Yeah. And then like the idea of associating like fuck with that, I got embarrassed. You got, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Um, yeah, I mean, as a graduate student, a non-traditional graduate student, I can tell you that, uh, curse words really, they make a lot of people jump. Yeah. You know, they're not, I feel like I'm in the mafia whenever I say any, God damn it. People say, oh, what's going on here? Am I on a loading dock? You know, um, they're not used to it in polite conversation, but, uh, that's just the way I express myself. Always have, always will. Uh, the, the swear jar when I was a child did not take, you know, my right. mom should have realized when I was nine that this was going nowhere in the mouth of a trucker, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've, I, I swear less than I used to, but it used to be like just rampant. When I get, when I get heated, it gets, you know, it's like when you slip into your accent, you slip back into Yeah, it, true. You know, I'm like two glasses of wine. I'm like, you fucking, you fucking come Yeah, one two glasses of wine. And everyone's like, like and uh... he had a bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi everyone. And welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it's a service industry podcast. Or two girls who use swear words. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just want to say, just in this exact moment, I saw what I thought was a chunk of like chocolate from a granola bar I was eating, but it and I put it in my mouth, and it's actually a piece of plastic from my microphone. So, anyways, um, I guess I still am that child who needs a swear jar because, like, what the fuck am I doing? 
Okay, let's not put things in your mouth from the fucking floor, you weirdo. Um, I picked up should we do um, service stories or a pill oh, sorry. on the, the ground of the subway the other day, and I took it home, and it's just sitting on my dresser, and I haven't Googled what it is. Yeah, you got to Google. I've done that, too. But... Yeah, got to Google. I assume it's, it's so, probably just like a Benadryl. Like, it's not probably anything interesting. Yeah. Usually it's not, but uh, Subway is a, um, that is certainly Third Avenue L choice, you know? What do you think it is? Mm, okay, that's actually out of, out of, th- there's other Subway stations I would be more horrified. Oh, yeah, um, I think that one is. That's not such a bad, that's yeah, a, not a bad choice a bad, if you have to. Not so bad. Um, do you want to do service stories? Um, yeah, do you want to go first? Mm, <laughs> sure. Well, I guess I have... Uh, let's see, what do I, I just, um, well, as I mentioned in our last episode, I, uh, went to, um, have my first interview for some research I'm doing for Skewel, and, um, just want to give a shout out to, um, a podcast, um, friend of the pod, uh, Brian Denning, uh, has a podcast, um, called Sunder, and so he's the person I was, I was chatting with. Um, he lives in Portland and, um, his podcast is really, is there's three episodes. Um, and he talks about, um, it's like first person true crime part that he talks about, um, he robbed a bank in the late nineties and then also talks about like, um, organizing and his like sort of political, um, you know, ideology and viewpoint. And it's really fucking good and we met each other and we both listened to each other's podcasts um as a funny like a i think a very fair introduction to do to like it's like yeah it's it's good that we both listened and then it's like okay we kind of know each other a little bit more now right it's a very funny like um you know i don't know modern what a modern way to meet each other yeah that's great that's great it's so nice to like um podcasting is like uh, such a specific form of, of documentation. It's nice to like be able to share it. Yes. You know Yes. What I mean? And, um, but I, I recommend listening and downloading, uh, Sunder. It's on, uh, Spotify and, um, Apple and all that. But, um, yeah, a great, a great person. We had a lovely conversation and, uh, it's, it's nice to meet someone who, is uh, doing work that is important and um, who isn't annoying. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's a rare combination uh, that I find someone who is like living. Um, when I say pure, you know what I mean. I, people course. take it the wrong of way, course. and I'm not trying to put someone on a pedestal. But is but is you know, to my mind, um, living in accordance with um, you know something that I believe in that I think is, is important and is also like not the most insufferable person you've ever met in your life. Cause it could be one or the other, but, um, often is both, but this person was a pleasure to talk to and a nice person. And, um, so anyways, shout out, Brian, if you're listening, shout out. you don't feel embarrassed, shout out. shout out, end of story, shout out. And, um, very cool to rob a bank, very cool crime. Yeah, not to glorify, you know, uh, you know, people at their, you know. Right. I mean, obviously, like. Low point or incarceration. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we can agree. A badass it's, kind it's, of. Yeah, it's, it's a badass a thing. And it's just one of, yeah, it's, it's, exa- it's one of the classics. It's one of the classics. 
Um, and uh, yeah, a heist. Come on. Come on. So fun. <laughs> um, I've seen Ocean's Anyways. Eleven. That's what he did. Yeah, it was, from what I understand, it was exactly like Ocean's Eleven. And if you listen to the podcast, you I think you'll find the same. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Kelly, what's going on in the world of New York restaurants? Yeah, so we were just talking a little bit um, before. Yeah, recording. by the way, we just talked a whole, we talked for like an entire hour of like, we should have hit record because we went through like discussing like the emotional landscape of corporate work and also New York restaurant scene. So anyways, we've already said out loud a podcast episode, but we're going to do it again for we're you We're doing it again. Um, and, um, but we were just talking about New York and Lillian was like, what are the vibes in New York? What are, what is everyone up to? Um, and I was just saying like, it's, um, sort of a strange time to be in New York, I feel, because um, I think that, like, collectively, there's been such a little uh, reckoning and such little processing and such little um, acknowledgement of the trauma of COVID um, that uh, all that anyone can do is... Um, cling with desperate claws to 2019. Um, and I think, and, and part of it probably is too that like, um, over those three years in, in the natural life cycle of media and fashion and art and music and, you know, X, Y, and Z, um, that people would have moved on to other outlets and careers and even left the city or whatever. And there's probably mm -hmm. been less of those sort of like natural migrations. And so like you have probably people who are older or, or more established and, and they don't know what's cool because they're in their thirties and they're, they can't keep up the way that they used to. Yeah. Or must suck for them. Right. Or they're right. It's completely unrelatable. <laughs> um, or they're just, trying to keep up, but they're scared of getting fentanyl poisoning. So they're just not, not doing Coke the way they used to. Like, I don't know why yeah. they're not keeping up. Um, yeah. but it's literally like airmail. If anyone follows that magazine, which I do because they sometimes publish interesting stuff, um, like put out like the list of like the 30 people who are like shaping downtown New York. And it's like, who gives a fuck? And it's like, <laughs> sorry, we're still talking about clandestino. Like, are you fucking shitting me? I'm not. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think we're just like in such a weird, and there are obviously like there are new things opening and new concepts and we cover them on this podcast. We try to like keep up and we try to talk about like as things become cool and as things become relevant or emerge, like we want to talk about those things too. And it's feels so hard to find interesting new stuff. And I think that everyone is experiencing that and so, but instead of just being like, okay, so maybe the next, you know, maybe we need to take a nice five-year break and let the, let Gen Z like come to their ascendancy and we just, the millennials, we take our little break or like whatever that might look like. Instead, like it's just people like, you know, beating into the earth that like Dasha Narosky or whatever her last name is, I can never say it, is is a relevant cultural force. And it's like, 
I'm so sorry. Like if that was going to be a thing, it would have been a thing. Like, yeah, she had her moment. Uh, we can't, she we, wasn't good in succession. Right. We cannot insist that this person is a cultural force on par with like, Chloe Sevigny. Like, we cannot insist on this yeah. in good faith. She fucking wishes. Like, please. And just, like, let the next person come. And I guess maybe what it is is that Gen Z, in their essential developmental years, was locked inside. And so they became just, like, the biggest freaks of nature and the biggest losers. And they all have terrible fashion style. And they all talk <laughs> like fucking idiots. And, you know, and, and I understand it's hard to like, let go of your grip on the culture to people who you are like, but I really don't agree with this. I really don't agree with where you're going to take it. Yeah. But it's like, I, at this point, like I would much rather like seed culture to those people than insist that like Lucienne is, is (laughs) relevant. No, I know. It's exhausting. Give give it up, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And that's where I'm at in New York. And it's like, and I work at a a restaurant that is, uh, I think, walks a fine line of, like, cool and not cool. And I'm, like, couldn't be happier. You know? Like, it's, like, yeah, it's not a hot spot by any means. But I think, like, people like it. And, you know, we, we do a lot of merch. And when I wear the merch, sometimes I'll get a, oh, I like that plate. I'll get a compliment yeah. on it. But it's like, it's by no means is it, it's not buzzy. Yeah. And, um, and I guess I wish for the rest of New York that we could just kind of settle into that space. It's relieved a lot for me. Yeah. Good. You know, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Um, I will say though that as I, I have classes with Gen Z and I fucking LOL every goddamn day talking to those freaks. They are fucking so hilarious and insane. I like, I fear for them, but they are like the way that they, <laughs> just as a quick example and then yeah, we can yeah. get the show started, but we, I was, uh, I'm taking a, um, punishment and control sociology class and we're like talking about this case of this guy who was so deeply um mentally ill he is full schizophrenia psychotic break schizophrenia but he was allowed to um defend himself and be his own lawyer in this whole trial Mm -hmm. but it was so comically not not comically but he would come to court dressed in a full like purple cowboy outfit as like his own like as his Anyways, a description of the various, you know, antics of this <laughs> yeah. fucking fake trial. And this girl, we were talking about it, and this girl goes, I mean, honestly, outfit was a sleigh, but, like, shit, I was like, Outfit yes. was a sleigh. It, Big sleigh. Actually, the whole thing was a sleigh, sort of in in one context. <laughs> um, in another, uh, very much a um, miscarriage of crime, uh, of, 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 of justice. justice, but... Um, Anyways, just very funny. Just that, I'm like, thank you for saying that. Um, kind of the comic relief I needed <laughs> in this moment. But um, anyways, um, God bless them. God bless them. I love them. the brain dead girlies getting into the labor movement. I love all of it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I haven't totally given up hope on Gen Z. I think part of it is also like I have to recognize it myself. Like it's 
it is part of aging and it's like of course i'm gonna look yeah. at people who are younger than me and be like what the fuck are they talking about and um, i was not like yeah. that and it's like yeah you were you were and also like we had the um we had the I think we were probably the last to maybe have a moment where we could dare to dream of a better world for ourselves and maybe a career. Maybe there was some sort of hope. Yeah. And I don't feel like they have that even a little bit. So that is true. um, I I mean, I, I do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard because I think they're so moralistic in this strange way. And then also, there is like a deep nihilism of like, just make like the highest moral good is making enough money to be comfortable because there's Mm -hmm. no future, but they have this deeply moralistic sense of, of personal interaction. And it's like, (coughs) I feel like, yeah, you know, flip it, reverse it. Agree. Um, yes. To say, it was a slight, that is so fucking funny. I, 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 they, I literally <laughs> laugh out loud in class every time. It's just, they, they fucking kill me. Um, which kind of related to our, our topic a little bit. Um, so, you know, I feel like we used to talk about this stuff way more, but we got burned out and like things of, you know, we have to, we have to toggle between fucking real shit and not, you know? Um, and I think too, like, um, I think you can overanalyze stuff and it's like, <laughs> just wait and see how it plays out. You know what I mean? Like we could have been yeah, yeah, charting yeah, yeah. every iteration every of fucking the move. Starbucks unionization. And it would have been, that's what minutes are for like, and they're boring and nobody uh, archive them and nobody reads them. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I'm sure you all know uh, the Starbucks uh, workers have been uh, unionizing and organizing for the last few years. I think it's like 250 stores at this point with um, Starbucks Worker United. And this past uh, week, they organized a strike at like 100 Starbucks stores for the like the Red Cup Day, which, you know, every time I fucking learn something new about the, like, depraved fake culture of Starbucks, I'm like, that's, that has been happening the whole time I've been alive, basically, and I had no fucking idea that this was a thing, that you get a free plastic cup on this day, not a free drink, not a free, it's a free cup, and people go bananas for it, and then it ends up, like, in fucking Goodwill, like, four months later, not, it, I, I just, it's, I had no idea this was no, a thing. It, it also is. makes the workers' lives hell and everyone come fucking banging at the gates to get this fucking garbage. I, I had no also, fucking idea. It's so interesting um, when these things come up because people take them so deeply personally and um, the customers, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm coughing. No, it's okay. I'm sorry <laughs> that you're sick. It's like... Um, people take it so deeply personally and, and, and center so much of their their lives are in it. And the thing is, is, um, you take it away. And in three years, 80% of the people, yes, you will have 20% of people who are like still pissed that they don't get their red cup, but they will not give a fucking shit. Like I just think about, because we're approaching this time that we grew up in a time when black Friday doorbusters, it used to be like 8 PM on Thanksgiving, go to the Walmart, get your TV for $35. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then literally 
there was a collective shift of being like, this is really fucked up and people die, literally died. Died. And it's really fucked up to ask workers to not celebrate holidays with their families. (laughs) And now not only, and obviously part of it was a shift to online commerce as well, but not only are there no door, I would say very, very rare now doorbuster deals either on Thursday or even Friday morning. And like now also black Friday, like is just considered like, obviously there's cyber Monday, which offsets a lot of it, but it's like so many even stores in person are like, Oh yeah, we just roll out the black Friday deals. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Like we just roll it out yeah. a week before and it takes so much pressure off of the employees yeah. and, and it takes pressure off of UPS and FedEx yeah. and all of these things. And it's like, it's just so strange that we like culturally have so little that binds us. So we insist that these things are important and then you take them away and they're just so evidently not important. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, (laughs) uh, the outrage would be, would be swift and mighty, but it would be brief. Um, so anyways, uh, Yeah, so obviously, you know, uh, a lot of these, you know, Starbucks and and Amazon to a much lesser degree, but um, a lot of this, you know, the organizing work, uh, well, there's a a big social media presence, obviously, um, especially with Starbucks. And uh, there's a few people on Twitter who were sort of like taking note of a certain um, kind of emergent viewpoint um a fucking like deformed uh, like take basically discrediting or excusing themselves from crossing a picket line in the name of various other sort of social Social or like identity politics or or social justice which um is fascinating and laughable, but definitely like keep an eye on her because like this is like be fucking I don't know who these fucking people are, but like this is gonna be a thing. Oh, for, it's already it already I mean, is it already has been but, a thing. I mean, we saw it like um, when General Mills was striking. Um, yeah, maybe a year yes, or two ago. Yes. And people were like, oh my God. Well, what if I'm autistic and I have sensory issues and all I can eat is cornflakes? You ever thought of that? It, uh, it's very difficult to fucking deal with. I mean, Twitter, maybe this is what it deserves to fucking disintegrate in real time. I mean, I, there's many reasons why that's a bad thing, but... Um, By the way, I did, you, I would do want to say, I was like, Twitter's not going to collapse. It doesn't seem like it's collapsing. Yeah, I ha- I was, I've had a couple rough emotional days the last few weeks. And like one of them was I was dealing with something else. And then it happened to be the night where everyone's like, good night, sweet prince. As I set my weary head, I was like, oh my. Everyone's like writing like fucking love letters to each other and it's just like i was like okay i actually can't be in this like digital environment right now because it's too it's too dark and weird like i gotta go um but um 
So just to give you all example of these tweets that some people have collected. Um, so this is um, from a user computer Atulia. Um, says, wake up, babe, new types of scab just dropped. Um, and this is someone, um, so this person tweeted, the original person tweeted, watching young people sheepishly crossing the Starbucks picket line while avoiding eye contact or going, sorry, has made me a bit more insane. And then people quote tweeting and saying, watching picket lines with not a single person wearing a mask shows me this current labor movement will 100% harm disabled people, including those with long COVID in the long run, so it's hard to respect them or take them seriously. And then another one said, I will continue to scab, cross picket lines, and overall not cooperate until reparations are paid to Black America. Um and, and, and many, many other watching able-bodied workers gleefully leave the disabled behind as they beg for scraps of their billionaire bosses actually makes me a bit more insane. Um, this is fucking really fucking slippery and gross. I really, really fucking hate it. It's really crazy. <laughs> It's also, I don't want to become um, someone who, like, uh, glorifies, like, people that I consider with, like, marginal identities and be like, they lead, again, like, I don't want to be like, oh, wow, they lead pure lives. But one of my best friends is a um, teacher in Chicago. She's obviously in a union. They went on strike couple of years ago and you know who was so extremely supportive of the strike and she teaches um like mostly mexican students many of their parents do not speak english and they were so supportive of the strike because they were just like okay like these people teach my kids they say they're not getting the stuff that they need so like <coughs> So yeah. I'm like, they literally like opened their homes to the teachers. They were like, what you got? like, they made food for the teachers. They were like, use, you know, use our homes for the bathroom. Like when you're on the picket line, like all this stuff. And it's like really the, it takes so much more intellectual work to justify yeah. <laughs> crossing a picket line because it's really simple. And it's like, if someone is like this, my situation, this doesn't work for me. All you have to go is like, okay, you live that. So I believe you. Yeah. And the fact that you're saying like, there's plenty of disabled workers, of black workers, like <laughs> that's not like, again, like playing into this, like, oh, the fucking the liberal college elite who make my coffee, the white kids. Right. It's like that. You're parroting a Tucker Carlson exactly. talking point. Exactly. And like, A, look, I am guilty. And that's something I need to like, oh, fuck. The mask thing is hard for me to reckon with for my own personal. I, I know I should be doing more than I am. And it fucking, it's just a fucking mess. And I, I acknowledge my own Weaknesses in that area sometimes. Um, but in a picket line outside, I think is not the place 
where we need to be drawing that attention to a particular course. I'm not immunocompromised. That's not really for me to say, but I would say in the scheme of things at this time and place in the uh, pandemic, pretty low down on the list of uh, activities that no, are dangerous. It's also like, presumably, like these people who are striking are in a union if one of their members was immunocompromised and said, hey, yeah, I can't be on the picket line with you guys unless we're all wearing masks because I'm scared of getting COVID. Like, it's just, it's so deranged to think that, like, um, these aren't consideration. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, right. to think that you're the person who's thinking of it is, like, right. so self-centered and weird because it's, like, why would that not have been a conversation within the group that you are now positioning yourself against? Well, people just don't have, you know, there's not, Oh, sorry. I'm just not models. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. Um, there's just not like, we don't have models. Most of us for, you know, collective work. Most of us have not had that experience in our lives. And so like, it is so, foreign to many of us to imagine doing that kind of work and thinking in those ways and like working with other people for something and um people can really twist and people can really want to justify why they shouldn't be doing that or they why they can't that's not important yeah. or why they should be able to keep leading the lives that they lead absolutely and they'll fucking bend over backwards and that's what's happening and, and i absolutely. like and i think too there's like such a media influence on like we see um you know the ceo of patagonia we see jeff bezos saying i'm gonna give all my money to climate change and Mm. starbucks in particular has always had this focus on our employees are actually partners and we send them to college and we offer them health care (coughs) and those things are valorized collective bargaining labor unions are demonized and so people think well, the corporation is good, and the la- the labor power is what's asking me to challenge myself. But it's like, do you think that without a union, Starbucks is going to provide the healthcare necessary for people with long COVID, for disabled people? Do you think without worker power that there is going to be like a collective reckoning towards <coughs> reparations and racism in this country, like without a uniting of the proletariat, like it's this idea that like those things that we want and we deserve and the life that we deserve is going to be granted to us by corporate yeah. power <laughs> is like so insane. And I do think part of that comes from that, cognition comes from working and being like oh yeah they Mm -hmm. don't give a fuck if i live or die so i'm sympathetic to young people because they haven't had jobs but it's like it's so absolutely insane to think like that the things that these people ostensibly want and are describing could come without even without a union like those that those things come without worker power 
Right. And, like, a, another angle on this is people being like, okay, like, you guys don't understand, like, the laptop class, like, all of these sentiments coming from, like, Twitter employees and Starbucks workers, like, it's, it's laughable to blue-collar workers. I'm like, you think <laughs> fucking, like, work dependent, like, working to your contract, not doing a single fucking thing that's not in your, like, that's the history of fucking blue-collar work is people being like, no, fuck you. Right. This is not, not stipulated. This is not, we're not doing this. This is not fair. Like, this is not how it works. Like, that's blue-collar culture is being like, fuck you. Yeah. This is, these are my rights. So it's like, I don't want to fucking hear it. It's, people aren't whining. You're a sack of shit if you think that's what's going on. And you, you are, you know it too. Like these people know what they're fucking doing. Oh, 100%. They're not, they're not dumb and being like, oh golly, I had no idea that's what unions, I had no idea these, what these people wanted. Fuck you. You know what you're doing. You're being a piece of fucking shit on Twitter because you know it's going to get clicks and you just want to feel superior because you thought of an angle that has to do with ableism and how dare you twist like fucking disability, like fucking issues and justice and all of that shit for this evil fucking yeah, viewpoint. Like totally. it's disgusting. Anyway. Totally. Sorry. It's like. <coughs> totally. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh God. Um, no, it's just people wanting to exactly to your point. I mean, that's the other thing is like, besides the fact that people just simply don't want to be inconvenienced, they do also want to be the star and they want to prove that they've thought of the most yeah, oppressed, most complicated, most da 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 in this way that other people haven't thought of. And it's like... Even if that were true, like, what does that get you? Well, if that were true, get your ass on a fucking picket line, go to a meeting right. and say, hey, have you guys thought about this? This is how I feel. And that's how you fucking change something or get your fucking point across. You don't just tweet about it and then just, it's like so, whatever. I don't need to say this to you guys, but it's just like, it makes me fucking crazy. It makes me fucking crazy. Um, and... You know, I, we both like, it's, it's a very unique and moving experience to, um, work towards something that matters, that you believe in, that like you're working with other people because you care about them and you care about their lives. And like, that is the only thing that matters and to have people, it, it's just like, if you can't fucking see that, it's just like, it, I don't know. It, it makes me really, um, it makes me really sad. And I think the best thing I've done maybe in my whole life is like learning about how to do this kind of work, because I think it's, it's just, it's really important, obviously. I'm not, whatever, I'm not saying anything smart or new, but I don't know. Um, in this moment, I just like, it makes me really sad to see people who can't, um, see that or feel that I don't know yeah I think that like so many people think that like there's a prize at the end for being like for having this like individual take and for being yeah. like an individual and it's like actually exactly as you say like 
the best thing you can do, the best work you can do is collective. And like, that is so much more meaningful than being able to like, than anything you could think of or anything you could accomplish on your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking, I don't know. Also like, God, everything is so fucking sad and depressing. And the only thing I can think of right now, the only thing that like, I mean, I get, like, excited to go do shit because I'm, like, this is the only thing I can cling to that feels real and feels like something that's being propelled forward in the right way. And I don't know. I, I don't know what to fucking tell people. I'm, like, there's no hope other than that, yeah. in my personal opinion. Not, like, be join a union and everything's going to be fine. I'm just, like, that, like, that work and that, like, just sort of... I don't know, those skills and that mentality, that's like the only fucking thing that's gonna give us any relief or justice. Yeah. <sighs> and also, I think, like, it is really important to, um, <clears throat> like, be able to, like, build hope in your life. And it's like, yeah, that, like, yes a union works towards like real material gains and justice. And that is very, very important. But also when you are a hopeless person, whether you reckon with that or not, you end up in the position of being like, nothing has value. Why yeah. would I, why would I support this union? Why would I not cross this picket line? Because nothing has value. And I'm sure those people aren't sitting at home thinking of themselves as hopeless people, but that is a reflex yeah. of a hopeless person. Mm -hmm. And once you are, working with other people in whatever context you don't have that reflex because you are yeah. like, I have a higher truth in my life. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's been like, not to talk about my fucking graduate union stuff, but it, it's been such a important, <laughs> a lot of lessons I'm still learning and trying to learn, but coming from restaurants where it's like, if I don't like you, fuck off. Like, I hope shut you die. I hope you die. I don't want to see you ever yeah. again. You fucked up my night. Like, you're annoying. And I don't have to talk to you. And I don't have to deal with you if I don't want to. Whatever. You know, I've been a bitch. I've been a fucking piece of shit to people. I fully acknowledge and apologize for that in, in that workspace before. Uh, some of them deserved it. But. Right. Um, Apology with caveats. Apology with several footnotes. Um, but having to retraining how I see people and myself and like what we're working on is so fucking hard because people are really fucking annoying and say the dumbest shit in the world. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? And I'm like, no, you're not. You just... We all need to like reframe and recenter and think differently and like retrain ourselves after like a lifetime of thinking this way. And it's really hard. And also people do, people are annoying. Like you're never going to change that. <laughs> like there's always going to be people that I'm like, you know what? I fucking never want to talk to this person again, but I still love them and yeah. I still want them to have a peaceful life. And I care about what their life is like. And I want them to have a better, you know, reality or set of conditions. So it's just, but it, it's, it's been a very funny, um, I think good thing for me to learn and to like figure out how, or learn how to talk to people 
and see them in a way that doesn't make me just want to write them off because yeah. that's not how this works. And it's like, that's not helpful. And, um, oh, it's tough though. The STEM, the STEM people are really, uh, they are tricky. I, testing my, uh, my love. <laughs> they test my love. Yeah, STEM. Fuck, man. I'm like, I don't know how to, I, I'm really trying to show you I mean, that is what why, this means. That's why we need to win because a really a Stalinist approach towards science, I think, <laughs> is so necessary at this point. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, I don't want to tell you you're wrong, but you are wrong. And how am I going to find... Uh, it's a long... It's a long process. Yeah. And they are simply... Yeah. 25. It's a long process and they're coming into a culture that like every advance in science for the past hundred years has been towards a war machine. And then like everything that's come out, uh, it's like, yeah, it's easy. They're, they're facing an impossible task too. Of course. Of course. And they suck. And the people who opt in, they suck. You know, it's, yes, it's tough. I, um, but I'm trying to become a uh, softer in some ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no matter how much I try to be soft, people still get offended by, uh, you know, you can't take, you can take the girl out of the, off the East coast, but you know, that is so true. I'm like, Hey, listen, Jack, I'm just giving it to you straight. Okay. There's not, it's not personal. You know, it's like, get over it. Stop being a fucking baby. Ay ay ay! I'm I you know you pu- I don't know. Anyways, everyone just needs it. Also, graduate students, please, fucking suck it up a little bit sometimes. That's all I'll say. Love ya, but fucking chin <laughs> up. <sighs> anyways, um, well, but anyways, best of luck. <laughs> best of luck. Um, no, and I think also to say if you find yourself in the position where you have to cross a picket line for some reason or or even merely compelled to cross a picket line have the good sense not to talk about it Mm, that should be a dark dark secret yeah that should be a dark secret i also just like it's even funny because like even with something like starbucks like if you really must have a starbucks because you're disabled or whatever you're saying um, I bet you in your town, there's another Starbucks that isn't on strike. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, it's, so it's not, it's not weird. preventing access to like life-saving healthcare right now. Like it's like you could go around the corner and there's a, a non-unionized Starbucks. So it's go check so it out. random and weird how also like, um, and we don't even have to get into this, but this is just something that I think about, uh, frequently is like um, kind of like how we've all, I mean, it is this easy nihilism, this, this complete helplessness in the face of these corporations. And it's like, just fucking grow a backbone. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, well, Starbucks is the only coffee shop in my town and it happens to be on strike. It's like, okay, well, 
go to Walgreens and buy a fucking caffeine pill then and take that for one day of your life or just be tired for one day of your life. Like it's like, like your routines are not these like insurmountable walls or like people who are like, well, Amazon is the backbone of the internet. So like, it doesn't like, even if you don't shop on Amazon, it doesn't matter. Like they still, it's like, okay, so that gives you permission to shop on Amazon. Like, no, it doesn't. I just don't understand like why, like it's this attitude of just complete helplessness. It's like, you can still, it's still your life. You can still make a choice. And is it going to be perfect? Does it exempt you from responsibility? No, but like, you're not a baby. I think people have had so much systematically stripped away from their lives and joy and meaning and connection. And like people are isolated and they don't see their families and they don't have true connections and bonds to each other that like that, that Starbucks does become totally their joy or their, or their connection or something that they look forward to. And that is the problem. And that's fucking sad. It's so sad. Nothing makes me more depressed than seeing people sitting at the Starbucks inside of the target by my house. And I'm like, this is the third space now. Yeah. And it's not even totally. It's fucking dark, man. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how much moral ground you gain just by being stingy. (laughs) I can't recommend it enough. You know, just get a Mr. Coffee machine and you just, you, you don't even have to worry about these things. But you have people, but you do it. You give, you know, in other ways. I mean, like you're not stingy with your, like you cook and you host people. I'm I'm just saying. Coffee wise, yes. You know what I mean. There are so many. You ways, avoid all just, of these. Yeah, you avoid all of these sort of moral dilemmas just by being like, "Oh, okay, well, I'm not doing that." A one-time purchase saves you a lifetime of bad tweets. <laughs> exactly. It's incredible. You know, it really is. <laughs> this one weird trick. This one baristas weird trick. hate it. It's literally like you know, many years ago, thrifting. That's another mm. one. Just by merely by. Being like, oh, you know, pants shouldn't be seventy dollars. I just want a pair of jeans. Going to the That's thrift what store. I do. Wow, guess what? Eco friendly. Congrats, babe. Plus, then you can find actual fucking quality wool and cotton, and shit's is not gonna like fall apart after two oh, washes. Oh my god. The um, yeah, you don't have to wear acrylic sweaters. You do not oh, have to please. wear acrylic sweaters. You don't have to wear a rayon. Wool, just don't. Sweet. Get yourself a wool sweater. You're gonna be so warm. Silk, wool, cotton, done. Oh, hey, caramba. Um, well, we've wasted another 45 minutes yeah, of, of your, time. your life. Um, and uh, we have. I don't what? think we have some any new patrons, but um, new Patreon content coming. We put out a newsletter this week, and we're gonna watch one of the shows. We haven't decided which one, but. One of the shows. The brunch bartender. bartending. Also, there's a new movie. A, like a, oh, the ooh, menu. A satire, the foodie. Is that Tucci? Who's in that? Um, It is. No, it's Ray Fiennes. Same thing. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Um, people are really liking that. Where is that streaming? Well, it's we'll it's it in out. theaters. But they all, don't they do instant streaming for all movies now? I think a lot of them have at least like a two, like Don't Worry Darling just came to HBO. Like I think it's like a month 
they give it a month in theaters. Damn. All right. Well, we'll talk about the menu. The menu. I also watched Triangle it. of Sadness, um, which is like another kind of servicey, communisty thing made by a Swedish guy. It's a hmm. satire if you like that kind of thing. Hmm. I don't love satire, but yeah. yeah. Just kidding. Okay. Um. But yeah, we'll have that, and I might have put up some free stuff for everybody. So. Um, oh, and I haven't done that in a while. Actually, wow. something that um I have been doing lately. <laughs> little wreck because i don't have uh you know jstor um just kidding also i saw someone recently tweet um going to grad school is worth it uh for jstor access alone jstor gives you 100 free articles a month yeah. for anyone yeah you get 100 free yeah if you want to go to grad school go to grad school but you don't have to go no, to grad school can, for jstor you don't really need to yeah um and um you cannot read 100 free articles a month um as don't an do it person or you'll go insane and i wouldn't recommend it um, I have been reading A Visit from the Goon Squad, which is one of my mm. favorite books. Um, super easy to read because it's like um, uh, like a series of vignettes of connected characters. But it goes from the present of when it was written, which is like the early aughts, into the future. Um, and it is such a good book, such a good read, such an interesting projection of the future. And I think becomes kind of like more and more prescient with each passing year. I love that book. Love that love book. That book um yeah it's a good wreck yeah yeah it's a good one well if you want to if you want to join our patreon one five ten dollars a month uh we throw some stuff up for freebies for everybody and then um the rest of you you get what you get yeah but um thanks for listening please review rate and subscribe and uh we love you all so much love you okay bye 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 bye